0: Good evening and welcome to Storytime with Jason. I'm Jason and tonight we read the poem Little Orphan Annie. And this poem was written in 1885 by James Whitcomb Riley. So keep in mind, we think Little Orphan Annie, we think, uh, you know, comic strips and movies and Broadway musicals and things like that. But Little Orphan Annie, 1885 is only, what, 45 years after Dickens' Christmas Carol. So there was, or 50 years or so, right? So there were still orphanages and workhouses and you had like the the vagabond of society and and, and things like that. So yes, the numerous iterations of Orphan Annie over the last century or so, century and a half almost, has changed her a little bit. But the language specifically in this poem is meant to be, Something that where the society would read it, they would be reading it, and this is just my literary analysis, okay, if someone else disagrees with me, fine, but the the dialect this is written in is meant to stand out. It's meant to not be what the proper society uh, speaks. And so, for example, instead of and, they say an apostrophe. so and wash the cups and saucers and things like that. And this is where you get into a little bit of the same sort of language that you would read in, like Huckleberry Finn, right? Where they the writer tried to write in the correct dialect for a certain time in a certain place, and even in, even the con the original if this is if this since this poem is the source material for Little Orphan Annie that we all know about today, whether it be from comics or Broadway musicals or whatever, it it's kind of what we would deem now as disturbing, right? Little Orphan Annie, this 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 poem takes place in an orphanage and Little Orphan Annie is telling stories to other kids about a goblin that might come and gobble them up if they're bad and that they should you know, mind their children, mind their parents because if they're not good kids, the goblin might come gobble them up. And it's the very much the sort of ghost of Christmas present, ghost of Christmas past sort of boogeyman out there in the cold night, because at th- especially at this point in history, I'm not saying we don't have it nowadays, we absolutely do, but at this point in history, to be an orphan child was, you're basically slave labor for the Industrial Revolution. You're lost, you're alone, not saying the children today aren't lost and alone, but it's it, it's very representative of the times I feel where, you know, the, the, the sense of being grateful for what you have. And, and and as a parent too, we always, we all want our kids to be grateful for everything we've done for them, right? For everything we've worked for, for them, and to be grateful that they have as much as they do. Well, this story kind of harkens back to almost like the Aesop sort of thing. And definitely the Grinch, not Grinch, definitely the, uh, the Dickens sort of mindset of scaring children into a certain behavior, something that we wouldn't really do nowadays. We don't tell our kids, you know, eat your soup. Otherwise a monster is going to come out from under your bed. That's, that's not true. But back in this time, it was true because the children had to be afraid of the cold. Otherwise you might go out and freeze, right? There was no 911 to dial. It was a lot of the kids were on their own, especially if you were in an orphanage. So, that's my little bit of introduction without getting too deep into the history of it. I'm going to do my best to read it in the vernacular which it is written. Hopefully, I do it justice. But uh, again, if you're if you want to read more about it, definitely Google you know Little Orphan Annie. Read the Wikipedia. Read you know watch the musicals and things like that. I haven't actually read the comic or watched the musicals. The closest I ever came to it was uh, in a episode of Little House on not Little House on Prairie of I Love Lucy where uh, Fred Mertz calls uh, either R- uh, Lucy or Ethel, I forget, oh, little Laura Annie, you know. And, uh, of course, the character of Fred Mertz in the TV show Isle of Lucy was a former vaudeville performer, World War One soldier, things like that. So even he came from... So the fact that he fought in World War One and that he was in his, what, 60s or 70s back in, like, the 1940s, 50s meant that he would have been a child. The Fred Mertz we watch on Isle of Lucy would have been a child around this time with little orphan Annie growing up in an orphanage and trying to scare other little orphans about goblins so okay so there's enough introduction I appreciate it and here we go reading James Whitcomb Riley's little orphan Annie little orphan Annie's come to our house to stay and wash the cups and saucers up and brush the crumbs away and shoo the chickens off the porch, and dust the hearth and sweep, and make the fire and bake the bread, and earn her board and keep. And all us other children, when the supper things is done, we set around the kitchen fire and has the mostest fun, a-listening to the witch tales at Annie tells about, and the goblins at gets you, if you don't watch out. Once they was a little boy, wouldn't say his prayers. And when he went to bed at night, away upstairs, his mummy heard him holler and his daddy heard him b- bawl. And when they turned the kiver- kivers down, he wasn't there at all. And they seeked him in the rafter room and cubby hole and press and seeked him up the chimney flue and wears, I guess, but all they ever found was this pants and roundabout, and the goblins'll get you if you don't watch out. And one time a little girl ud laws laughing and grinning, and making fun of everyone and all her blood and kin, when whilst when they was company and old folks was there, She mocked him and shocked him and said she didn't care. And this as she kicked her heels and turned to run and hide, they was two great big black things a-standin' by her side. And they snatched her through the ceiling, for she knowed what she's about, and goblins'll get you if you don't watch out. And little orphan Annie says, with the blazes blue, And the lamp wick sputtered, And the wind goes woo-hoo, And you heard the crickets quit, And the afternoon is gray, And the lightning bugs in dew Is all squished away. You better mind your parents, And your teachers found a deer, And church them at love's you, And dry the orphan's tear. And help the poor and needy ones that Cluster's all about. Or the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. So like I said, uh, she's in a home and she got picked up. She got adopted by a family into a home to basically, you know, do all the kitchen chores. And the the moral of this poem is to not be mean. Otherwise, a goblin will come get you. Which... Isn't true. We should be nice because we want people to be nice to us, and there's enough bad things in this world. We don't need to put more bad things out there. But I don't think a goblin's going to come get us. But it is a really cute story and you know pretty historical. So I hope you enjoyed, and I will see you next time.